0: And so today, I want to do another standalone message. Starting next week, we we'll start a brand new series. We're gonna talk about that uh, in a short little bit. But uh, today, it's a standalone message called "Unstoppable Force." Unstoppable Force. Um, I love to ski. I don't ski very much, but I love to ski. And uh, when I was learning how to ski, uh, when I was uh, a young kid, um, they, they taught me everything about skiing accept how to stop, and they teach me how to stop, and so, you know, when I'm going down the hill and, uh, and I get to the bottom, you know, I, I, since I didn't know how to stop the way I was supposed to stop, I just, on purpose, wipe out. That was just the way to roll. And I would wipe out. Or, or I might see somebody, and maybe if I know them or not, and uh, maybe, I did, maybe I did it on purpose, maybe I didn't do it on purpose, but I would just smash into that person and they'd break my stop, you know, to help me stop a little bit. And, you know, they will bang up a little bit. But I figured with all that, the pattern were okay. Um, at one time, I, I couldn't, you know, I would try to stop, and I, I again, didn't know how to stop. I hit a patch of ice. And I just kept going and went right into the parking lot. And uh, and, and so I say all that. You you could say that I am an unstoppable force of nature. I am unstoppable when it comes to skiing. Now, thankfully, I've learned how to stop. But man, growing up, just did not know how to stop correctly when I was skiing. And today I want to talk about an unstoppable force. And uh, and I want to look at a couple of things here. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18 in the, in, the, in the language of King James, it says, where there is no vision, the Bible says the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people die. The word perish means to die. It means to give in. I, I like this idea. It means to run wild. To run wild. And so often, we just kind of go with the flow of life. We have no purpose, no vision, and, and we just kind of run wild. We have no sense of direction, no sense of purpose. And, and, and they say when vision leaves us, we, we kind of die right there. We might live for 100 years, but when we lose that vision, it keeps us from doing whatever God has for us to do. And today I want to talk about an unstoppable vision an unstoppable force that God wants to do in your life because he has plans for each and every one of you. In fact, he has a plan for your life, he has a vision for your life, and he has a vision for the church. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Jesus has a vision for each and every one of us here in this room this morning. Jesus also has a vision for the church. It says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and Jesus talking to Peter. He said, I tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. By the way, when we're saying on this rock, he would actually pour them to himself. I am the rock. He said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, will not overcome it. God's purpose, Jesus' purpose, Jesus' vision for the church has always been the same for 2,000 years and that is to push back the darkness of hell in this world and so that the church can bring in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. One would say that God's vision for your life and that God's vision for our church is unstoppable. And when we have vision, we have direction. When we have vision, we have a sense of purpose. We have a motivation to push ourselves to the cause of Jesus Christ. Unstoppable for us. I want to look at a story in, uh, in Joshua chapter three. Let me give you the background, the background to the story. Uh, before Joshua chapter three, you got Moses leading the people of Israel out of Egypt, but they were under slave, uh, enslaved by the Egyptians, and, uh, and and here we got the Israelite nation, a nation without their own country, their own land. But God had a land for them, called it the Promised Land. It's the land that they reside today, Israel. You know, and so God had a plan for them to go there, and so God used Moses to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, they saw the power of God. I mean, you can list it out. They saw the power of God all throughout. It took them about a year to get from, from Egypt to the edge of the promised land. They got to the Jordan River. And when they got there, they began to doubt the power of God. The crazy thing. They began to doubt the power of God, and unbelief crept in. And because of their unbelief, God punished that generation of Israel, that generation said, listen, because of your unbelief, you don't get to experience the promised land. You're going to wander for 40 years in the wilderness. And after 40 years, after you pass away, I'm going to let your kids, I'm going to give them the opportunity to claim the promised land. And you can say that the, that that first generation of the Israelites had no vision and they wandered for 40 years. 40 years have now passed In Joshua chapter three is now here. The Israelites, the next generation, they're back at the same spot that their parents were before them 40 years previous. They're at the same location, ready to cross over this time it's not Moses leading him, it's a man named Joshua. And in Joshua chapter 3, in the verse, first uh, 13 verses, you know, Joshua is standing on holy ground. He's standing there in, in the presence of God, and God giving him the, the direction, the plan to cross over the, the Jordan River into the promised land. I'll pick up the verse here, in, uh, verse number 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. By the way, the, the Ark of the Covenant is the picture of, of God, the picture of Jesus, all right? So the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now, the Jordan River is at flood days. They're all, all during harvest. Flood days. That means this is the probably the worst time to think about crossing the river, all right? And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the river, the Jordan River, their feet touched the water's edge. The Bible said that the water from upstream stopped flowing. And the Bible said the people crossed over opposite to Jericho, verse number 17. The priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they stopped in the middle of the Jordan and they stood on dry ground. While all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. So today I want to give us three thoughts from the passage of Scripture to help you and I to be the unstoppable force of nature. Well, not the nature, but unstoppable force of good for the glory of God. Three thoughts from the passage of scripture. Number one, if you're taking note, the Jordan River is the borderline into the blessing of God. The Jordan River It's the borderline of blessing of God, of the blessing of God. The Jordan River is a picture of a Christian taking the next step of faith in a deeper walk with God. For every person in this room, you have a next step of faith. You have a next step. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you have a next step of faith that God is calling you. The Bible says that the, the steps of the Lord, or uh, the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You have steps that God wants you to take on a weekly level. Some are micro level, or micro steps of faith. Some are on a macro level steps of faith. Um, for some of you, you're on the borderline. You're on the borderline of the blessing of God in your life, but you're standing there on the border. And you're faced with a choice: Do you move forward and do you take that next step of faith, or do you stand back and not go anywhere? Do you go backwards and just sit still? For some of you, you might be on the border of—you might be on the border of salvation today. You—you've you, been thinking about what it means to be a follower of Christ you've been standing on the edge. You know, it's like going to the pool, you know. One the first thing, you know, not when you're a kid, you just jump in. But the older you get, what, what's the first thing you do? You want to dip your toe in the pool and make sure it's, uh, it's the right temperature. Is it too cold or is it too hot, you know. And, uh, and sometimes it's like, it's a little cool. And so the best thing to do, you know, is just jump in. Uh, just jump in and, and get over with. And some of you, 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 when it comes to salvation, you've just been dipping your toe in the pool. You've been checking it out. You've been hearing about it. You you may have questions. And and, and at some point, you're just going to have to jump in. You're just going to have to take that next step because you're missing out on the blessing of God that he wants in your life, the blessing of salvation, the forgiveness of your sins, your passion, your presence, and your future sins. And some of you here today, that's where you're at. You're on the border of salvation. Will you accept Jesus or will you stay on the wrong side of the river? Some of you, you're, 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 you've been attending the church for a while, and, and, and you haven't made the decision to jump in and to join and be a member of the church and be involved and participate with other members. To continue to be a, this church, to continue to be the mission of Lake Point Church, you've been sitting on the edge, and you, say, you know, is this the church I should go? You know, and you got questions. What's great? Questions are great. Questions are great at every level. You got to ask the questions. But at some point, you got to take a step of faith. You got to take a step of faith, and you say, you know what? This is the church for me. If it's not, you got to take a step in the faith wherever God is calling you to go. You got to take that step of faith wherever God is leading you. Take a step of faith. Some of you've been standing on the border. You've been standing on the edge of the river when it comes to a baptism. Baptism—we talked about it last week—doesn't mean that your salvation is not part of your salvation, but the picture of the decision you made in Christ. It's a step of obedience, obedience in Jesus. What Jesus wants us to be—to follow Him after baptism. When you accept Jesus into your life, you want to take that next step. And some of you, you know, you, you've been like, I know I need to get baptized, but, you know, I, and, and you justify whatever it might be, and you don't want to take that step of faith, and you're missing out on the blessings of God in your life. Believers' baptism. I'm not talking about baby baptism. I'm talking about a baptism that you're aware of, of a decision that you made in Jesus Christ. So take that next step of faith. We can go on and on and on and on with this idea. And I wonder where you're at in your walk with Christ. What's that next step that God is calling you to do? And you're just like, you know what? You've been standing over here on the wrong side of the river. And that river is the borderline of the blessing of God in your life. The borderline. And that river means it's a step of faith when you step into it. I wonder about Lakeport Church. I wonder about us as a church family. What happened? Where could we be? And I hope that we keep moving forward. I think about what God has done in the last 10 years of our church. Most of it been portable, setting up and tearing down, setting up and tearing down. But man, we've had some wonderful times. And I remember moving into the building. I remember moving in here. One of my greatest fears is that we will come into the building and we settle. That we don't keep moving forward. That we become stoppable. That we become satisfied with us for no more. We don't need to reach no more people. We got a happy, this is a happy medium. We we got what we've got. And that's my greatest fears is that we stop pursuing what God wants for us. We stop taking steps of faith. No, 2020 was, a, you know, a, a tough year for a lot of us. A tough year for churches in general. But 2020, as we reflect on what God had done, 2020 has actually been one of the best years that LayPoint has ever had in 10 years we grew, attendance-wise, by a 34% increase. Our offering went up 37%. And I don't understand it, because we didn't do anything. We shut down, (laughs) we didn't do our BBS. we didn't do all of our stuff normally, I take the credit, hey, look what we did. This past 2020, sarcastically saying, we have to give God all the credit. God was on the move. Yeah, you want to give it up? That's okay. God, God was on the move in 2020. We saw kids, you know, people can say we saw over 30 salvations, we saw 20 baptisms the past year, we did 20 baptisms before the pandemic happened. And, and How exciting that God, the the move of God in 2020 in a wild, crazy, upside-down year. We still saw God move. But here's my fear, is that we will settle. And when we settle, when we settle for yesterday's blessings, we will miss out on tomorrow's blessing. Deciding to look back to see what God is doing. But I don't want to live in the smoke of revival. Revival, you know, the fire of God. I don't want to live in the smoke of the leftover of yesterday's revival and God's move in my life. I'm looking forward to what God wants to do next in my life. I don't want to just settle for less. And for a lot of us, we're settling. We quit taking those steps of faith. And you wonder, man, where's the blessing of God in my life? We're not taking the steps of faith that God wants us to take, that God wants you to take. And that Jordan River is the borderline of the blessing of God. Here's the second thought from this passage of Scripture. You'll You'll never know God's power until you step into the water. That's just how God works. Oftentimes we want God to reveal himself first, we want him to reveal himself first before we make a move. But the way God works is he wants you to move first. That's where the step of faith comes in. That's where he wants us to show, he wants us to trust him. And when we trust him, the power of God shows up. Now the Jordan River um, right here in this context, you know, if you were to look at the Jordan River today, it's a very calm river, you know? It, it, and it has its uh, calm moments, and it has its high, you know, crazy moments. In um, this time period, there was, was a flood day. That means it was a, uh, a, a wet season. And so the river, uh, 3,400 years ago, was a wild, wild river. Now today, even in the flood days, the Jordan River is not that wild because today they've dammed it up, they've irrigation system up and down the, the Jordan River. Jordan River is only 95 95 miles long from the Sea of Galilee, which is literally um, at a high point, to the Dead Sea, which is actually the lowest place on earth, 1,300 feet below sea level. And so 95 miles of river going down, and you can just imagine that this river uh, can be a very intense river. And and so you've got these guys You know, looking at this river that looked like a a white water rafting type river. How many have ever been white water rafting? All right, some of us have. Karen and I, we did it about 19 years ago, and Karen would never, ever, ever get in the boat again. Namely because I flip out and they lost me for about 10 seconds and she thought she was going to be a widow uh, 19 years ago. And I said, that's it, right? I, mean, why, why, I mean, I want to keep going, hey, when am we going to do it again? She said, no, last time we did this, you almost died. I said, I didn't almost die. I mean, you know, just, you know I don't know. How am I, all right? You can imagine this river, white, white water. Water River, and you can imagine what's going on here. And I want you to visualize these priests. They're picking up the Ark of the Covenant. They're supposed to lead the way, to step into the Jordan River at its height of, its, of the wet season. It's funny on the timing of God. You know what, the timing of God never makes sense sometimes, but you've got to trust him. I mean, you know, why not wait till a dry season when the Jordan River is, you know, not so crazy? But this is the height of the season. The water is overflowing the bank, you uh, know. And, and if we come to the Jordan River, to the bank, it's actually a slippery slope right into the water. There's no stopping. There's no. There's no tipping your toe and, and, and checking the current. I mean, once you're in it, you got to move. What you're carrying a box, the Ark of the Covenant into the river. There's no stopping once you get going. And, and here you got to be. I I can promise you they didn't have swimming lessons in the middle of the desert as they wandered for 40 years. So here you got these guys who was like, man, am I gonna die? And they they came to a crisis. They faced a crisis of faith, a crisis of belief. They were like, hmm, God's just walking in it. Should I stand here and wait for the water to calm down or should I go and obey God? And these priests, with with thousands of Israelites behind them. Water flowing like a white water river. The Bible said that they step into the water. They had no way to stop it. They're moving in. They either, hey, we either sink or swim, We're we're jumping in. Walk into the water. The Bible said that God turned off the water. And the river became dry. The river became dry. Here we are in 2021. We're looking at the same challenging river in our life. 2020 was a wild river of our life for all of us. And we're looking at 2021. And it still looks scary and challenging. We're wondering if it makes sense to move forward, you know, how do we plan for the unknown? And you know, as a church, you know, we're facing the challenge of reaching many new people at a late point. We're gonna have greater expense than ever before, and each of us is gonna be called upon to step up and serve God in a new and different way. Are you willing to step into the water? Are you willing to step into the water in your personal life? In your personal life, in your personal walk, are you willing, as a church, are we willing to to step into the water into God's mission and purpose to keep moving forward? It's the unknown factor that's holding me back. It's safe right now to not move. It's safe to not step into the water. It's safe to stay on the sideline of life. Here's a key principle if you're taking notes. For us to step toward to step towards your God given destiny. You have to step away from your security. If you want to step into the plan of God, into what God wants you to do, you have to step away from security. And so many of us want to play life safe. The Christian life is safe. We want to play it safe. And my friend, Jesus didn't die on the cross so that you and, I could live, you and I could live safe. He died on the cross so that you and I could take risks and take steps of faith in the journey of God for your life. And because you don't step out, you don't see the power of God in displaying your life. When you don't step out, so oftentimes in our mind, I'm the same way we want all of our ducks to line up in a row, right? We want everything to make sense. We want, we want our plans, you know. We come with our plans. And listen, I think we should have a plan. Should always have a plan, but God's plan always trumps your plan. And when you start moving, I mean, I don't know how many times I go into the year with the plan, and over time, God changed the plans. You know, and, and you start moving to the plan of God, In your life, you're taking steps of faith. And so many of us, we don't want to step out because when you don't step out, you don't see the power of God in your life. You say, how is it going to happen God? What's going to happen? And what if I take that step of faith? If we knew all the answers, then it wouldn't be called faith. That's exactly what happened to Abraham. And one of the crazy faith-filled stories in the Old Testament, it's actually reflected in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 11. Abraham is written in a chapter called the chapter or the hall of faith. In verse number 8, By faith, Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance. He obeyed and went. Even though he did not know where he was going. He left his family and traveled over a thousand miles to go to a place he didn't even know where he was going. God said, just go. Where? Just go. I mean, I can't just pack up and go. I mean, if I'm going to go on a trip, I want a map. I want a destination. I want to know where I'm going. God didn't give that to Abraham. God said, go. Just go. And Abraham, he let go of his security and took the first step and became an unstoppable force for good, for the glory of God. As a follower of Jesus, you may take a faith step to share your faith with someone that you know, a family member, a co-worker, a boss. You know that they need to know the truth, but you're not sure what's going to happen. And at some point, you're going to have to take a step of faith you say, are they going to respond in a positive way? You don't know. But your faith will be built when you obey what God has put on your heart. Some of you are going to step out and join a life group. Or maybe you'll lead a life group. And you might think in the back of your mind, "No, know, am I good enough? Do I know enough? I know what's going to happen? And you don't know. But several months later, you're going to sit back and say, man, this was one of the most rewarding experiences in my life. And I'm so glad. I overcame my fears, and I took a step of faith. I overcame my security, and I took a step of faith in the unknown. Some of you are going to serve in youth ministries. You may think, man, I'm not cool enough. How am I going to connect? Suddenly, you're going to get in there, and you're going to realize, man, this is the best part of my life as I impact the next generation for Jesus. You've got to step out to find out to see the power of God in your life. Some of you guys are going to call you to serve in LP Kids. Now, LP Kids program, you're going to get to serve, you know, you're going to step out, you're going to serve with a bunch of two year olds. And you're going to be with a bunch of tiny, crazy little crackheads in a room. And you're going to be you, one other volunteer, trying to manage it all. You might be pouring your hair out, you know. But at the end of the day, you're going to look back and say, man, I'm so glad I took the step of faith. I'm beginning to make a difference with these 2 year olds and three-year-old kids. Making a difference. Some of you this year, hey, in your personal life, you're going going to start a business. Now, God has called you to start something, and and, and you feel like, you know what, I'm going to start a business, And, and, and you're going to, you don't know what's going to happen. You got to take that step of faith. Some of you feel like, you know, some of you feel called to tell your story maybe in a book, and you're wondering who's going to read it. And I don't know who's going to read it. Maybe no one. Who knows? But you got to step out. You got to have a step of faith to find out what's going to happen. For some of you, there might be a ministry in sight, maybe a, 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 a mission field or a nonprofit. And you feel like God is building something up, and, and there's a passion inside of you, and you feel that God is leading you. And at some point, you're to have to step out in faith to see what God wants you to do. You've got to step out. you got to step out in faith. At Point Church 2021, we want to step out. We want to see more people saved. We want to restart some of our ministries, we wanna, with VBS and other things that we want to do. We going to keep building our, our discipleship mentoring ministry. Um, we want to see more people get saved. We want to help more people in mission. We want to see... Baptism, more people get take that next step of baptism. We want to see God move in our church. We want to be an unstoppable force of good for yes. the glory of God right here in Shelby Township of Macomb County. Yes. It's time to be unstoppable for the glory of God. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it can be intense looking at a whitewater crazy river yeah, it, it, it might be intense. But I have good news. And that's the third point. Jesus will be your pathway through the water. The priests carrying the ark, they step in the water. The power of God on display and then halfway in the middle of the river, they stop and they carry the ark while everybody cross over the river. The Ark of the Covenant the a picture of God. And for every person walking across, they knew it was safe because Jesus was already there. And that's true for us. For sure, we're going to face challenges. There's going to be problems, opposition. Sometimes you take one face uh, step forward and then there's a couple of setbacks. You're like, okay, God, I, I took a step forward and it, it didn't work out for me. What's going on? And sometimes we want to quit and we want to throw in the towel halfway in the middle of our faith journey. And God said, don't quit, don't give up, because God is already there. He knows the plan. He is with you. Some of you are facing some dangerous currents, some dangerous waters. You feel like quitting in the middle. But if Jesus tells you to move forward, you need to keep moving forward. You need to trust him. He's there. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All of it. Not some of it. No, he said, hey, take a step of faith with all of your with all of your heart. No plan B. Well, you see, we always like to have a plan B in the back of our pocket, don't we? All right, just in case I take a step of faith and God fails me, I've got a plan B. God said, no, no, you don't need a plan B. Trust me, with all of your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. He said, in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. Or, I like in another translation, he will direct your path. He will guide you. He will lead you. If you trust him with all your hearts. The question is are you willing to trust him with all your hearts? We'll close with this story. I was a single pastor in Florida and one of the things I did, one of the activities as a single pastor was, let's go bungee jumping. How many of you have ever done bungee jumping? All right, we got some crazy people in there, all right. And so we uh, go to the place and they have bungee jumping, and they, they asked me, Scott, are you going to do this? I said, I don't, you know, I, no, I, I, I think I want to live. And I said, no, you know, you got to do it. And I watched a couple of people do it. And finally, I give in. I say, you know what, I'll I'll pay $20, and I'll I'll jump. So I get up there to the top, to the platform. They give me all my hookups. There's a a girl in front of me, and I'm waiting for her, and I'm watching this being happening, and the workers around her say, listen, at the count of three, lady, just jump. Just go. Okay, and the lady, the little girl, you know, this young lady, she's freaking out. She said, okay, I I think I can do it. She's shaking. And her nervousness is making me more nervous, making me nervous. So they count, one, two, three. Now, they don't push. They're just, all all they're trying to do is motivate. Okay, count of three, So She's made one, two, three, and then she's like, no, I can't do it. All right, let's try this again. So, no, one, two, three, and the lady just would not jump. And every time, and, and she just started, she started spazzing out. She started, you know, and I, and I said, This is great. You know, this is who I gotta follow. <laughs> Finally, she quit. She said, I can't do this. You know, and, and so she unhooked herself and she leaves, and they hooked me up, and the, and the guy said, You're not gonna be a wimp, are you? <laughs> No, all right, come on now. So he said, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to jump. I said, okay, one, two, three, jump. Like a yo-yo, all right, it was fine, and I loved it. I love it so much that I went back in and I had my last $20 that I had in my bank account. <laughs> I was a poor thing of pastor. And I said, I got to do it again. I paid. I ran up with full abandon. I get up there, there's a different set of people up there. And, I, and, and, they're, and they're treating me like I'm a first time. And say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to count to three. I said, I don't need you to count one. Dare you didn't I wake you up. I didn't need no counting men. I was ready to go. Woo! But for some of you today, you're missing out on what God wants. God said, come on now. One, two, three. Oh. Come on now. God, I want you to do this. He, he's not gonna push you. The faith's gonna come from you to do this. But I find that when you start taking step to faith after step of faith after step of faith before you know it, you're starting to jump off because you know that God has carried you in the past and he will keep carrying you forward. Faith is coming to the end of everything you know. You say, God, I don't know anything else but to trust you. 2021, in your personal life, in our church, I pray we'd be an unstoppable force for the glory of God that we'll take bold steps of faith for him as we see God move in ways that we can never think or imagine. Our Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for the faith of the Israelites to take bold steps of faith to walk into a Onto a river and to see the power of God on display. God, I gotta pray that we would translate it two thousand years uh, well three, four thousand years later. Here we are. So many of us we're looking on the horizon, we hear what you're calling us to do, but not we're not willing to take steps of faith. Because we have no steps of faith, our vision dies. We become stoppable. God, I pray, I pray that we be bold and unstoppable for the glory of God. That you will help us to take the steps of faith that we need to take in front of us today, whatever that might be. Whether it's a new person that needs to know Jesus whether it's a a follower of Jesus that needs to take a a step of faith in some direction in in the life that you've given them, God, I pray that we would do it. Quit living, help us to stop living safe. Can you die on the cross so that we can live safe? Die on the cross so that we can live dangerous for you with reckless abandon, full of passion, unstoppable for your glory and peace at night. Amen.